Hi everyone and welcome to episode 31 of EV Brief in the new year, your weekly news brief on electric vehicles, sustainable transport and renewable energy from Australia and around the world. I'm your host Jonathan and on the show this week, the Lucid Air wins a good design award, Tesla posts record production and delivery results for 2020 and plans entry into the Indian and Israeli markets. Chinese automakers Xpeng and Neo round out 2020 with excellent results. Uh, with the finalisation of Brexit, the UK is set to face heavy export tariffs on vehicles if at least 50% of the components used aren't sourced from the UK or EU. We look at this story a bit more. British Columbia is leading Canada's green transition. And GE has a giant 13 megawatt wind turbine dubbed Halli-8X that has begun trials in Rotterdam. These stories and more on today's show. Now starting off with uh, Lucid's new Air and the Chicago Athenaeum Museum of Architecture and Design Awards are one of the oldest, most prestigious annual design awards founded in 1950 and uh, they recently named the upcoming Lucid Air as the best car design of 2020. The Award Council's chair, Christian Narkovitz Lane, stated that uh, the new luxury sedan is sleek and elegant, sculpted like a streamlined aircraft, while its futuristic details exit in a very clean and orderly approach, something more relatable, clearly future-focused, but still endearingly smart and sophisticated. Designed by Derek Jenkins, the Air draws its inspiration from classic high-style European sports car designs of Bertone, Pininfarina, Giugiaro and Ital design. Production and deliveries of the Air's launch variant are expected to commence in the first quarter of 2021. On to Tesla now, and in 2020, the company delivered 499,500 vehicles for the calendar year and produced 509,737 vehicles, which is almost 10 times the production output from 2015. Many Wall Street analysts dismissed Tesla's 500,000-unit goal for the year as the onset of COVID-19 impacted the automaker's production facilities around the globe and negatively affected sales across the broader passenger car market. Five years ago, the company's CEO, Elon Musk, emphasised a plan to reach a delivery target of half a million vehicles per year by 2020. At the time, this number seemed overly ambitious as production difficulties, cash flow troubles and quality concerns seemed to be the most interesting stories to the media. After a string of profitable quarters, successful launch of the Model Y and massive capital expansion, 2020 culminated in Tesla's listing on the S&P 500 index and a massive push to increase production by year-end. Tesla produced 179,757 vehicles and delivered 180,570 vehicles in Q4 2020. That's up 42% and 36% respectively on Q4 2019 numbers. In Q3 2020, Tesla produced 145,036 vehicles and delivered 139,300 vehicles. Elon Musk took to Twitter to mention the thousands of employees who contribute to Tesla's continued success. Investors and the majority of analysts have been very bullish on Tesla at the end of 2020, and the stock has surged past US$705 per share as its market closed on December 31. Despite this, the New York Times, amongst other media outlets, still falls into the trap of labelling Tesla as an upstart automaker that will face stiffer competition from 2021. Now, while it is true that Tesla has ongoing customer service and quality issues to address and a huge amount of work ahead to uh, continue to, to scale to meet future production and delivery targets, it's dangerous to not see Tesla for what it is now, an energy company with the best automotive software on the market and likely the best electric vehicles available today.
Now we can expect the full Q4 and calendar year 2020 earnings to be reported uh, late January or early February. Meanwhile, Tesla is set to launch in Israel early this year, with the Jerusalem Post reporting that the Ministry of Transportation has granted Tesla a license to import its vehicles and commence commercial operations. Israeli Tesla fans are waiting for the company's online design studio to go live, which could happen in January. Tesla has also announced that it is building supercharger sites in Israel, with sites in Tel Aviv and Haifa to be completed in Q1 2021, and superchargers in Elat and Besheba to be completed by Q2 2021. Tesla hasn't provided any information about whether they will be version 2 or version 3 superchargers. Tesla is also planning for entry into the Indian market this year, with India's Minister for Road Transport and Highways, Nitin Gadkari, confirming to the Economic Times that, quote, American auto major Tesla will have its distribution facility, sales centres, for its cars in India from next year, and considering the demand, it would look into setting up manufacturing here too. Now, Tesla has been in talks with local governments to set up a manufacturing supply chain and production facility, but similar to issues faced by other foreign companies, it appears that foreign investment laws may prevent Tesla from a speedy setup in India due to the 30% local content requirements law for foreign companies. Clean Technica has noted that this law has previously hampered Apple prior to setting up their Indian operations, but the Indian government granted Apple a concession to lure them to the country. Chinese EV manufacturers Xpeng, Neo, and Li Auto have done rather well in December 2020 and for the calendar year overall, despite the challenges of manufacturing and retailing vehicles during the COVID-19 pandemic. Xpeng reported 5,700 vehicle deliveries in December, four times the year earlier figure. In the fourth quarter, deliveries quadrupled to 12,964 vehicles, and for the calendar year, Xpeng delivered 27,041 vehicles in 2020. That's twice the amount from 2019. Now, NEO also performed well, with December deliveries more than twice those of December 2019 at 7,007 units. Fourth quarter deliveries also doubled to 17,353. For all of calendar year 2020, NIO delivered 43,728 vehicles, and that's more than twice the 2019 level of 20,565. Li Auto is a much smaller automaker, but they sold 6,126 of its Li One SUVs in December 2020, which represents an increase of uh, over 30% in on November 2019. The company's deliveries for the fourth quarter reached 14,400 units, 67% higher than those for the third quarter. The Li One commenced customer deliveries in December 2019 and since then has delivered over 30,000 units to customers. 2021 is expected to be a big year for Xpeng as it launches into Europe initially with its G3 SUV. Neo hopes to launch its range of vehicles globally in 2021 but has not yet announced any concrete plans. The Guardian reports that Brexit will have some unintended effects on the electric vehicle manufacturing industry in the UK, with a requirement that 50% of each manufactured vehicle and also 50% of each battery be comprised of UK-EU components. The rule means that it will be vital for UK car makers to secure a battery supply from the EU or the UK, or be subject to heavy export tariffs according to Mike Hawes, Chief Executive of the Society of Motor Vehicle Manufacturers and Traders. The Guardian notes that the vast majority of batteries used in the UK and the EU electric cars are sourced from East Asian companies such as China's CATL, Korea's LG Chem or Japan's Panasonic. 
With no fully funded plans to begin battery production in Britain from the British government, that leaves it up to uh, British Vault, a startup with plans to scale up to mass battery production by the end of 2023, pending a successful capital raise, that is. The government-backed Faraday Institution this year said a failure to build a UK battery supply chain could cost more than 100,000 jobs by 2040. Jumping over the Atlantic to Canada and Clean Energy Canada brings us a story that demonstrates the importance of climate action to British Columbians. According to a poll in July by Clean Energy Canada, 79% of British Columbians agree that COVID-19 has brought about economic change that presents opportunities to mitigate climate change. BC also set new 2025 emissions targets earlier this month. George Heyman, Minister of Environment and Climate Change Strategy, said in a press conference, Across the province, people are working every day to tackle climate change and make our economy cleaner and stronger. It's clear we still have much more to do in order to meet our clean BC targets, and I won't be satisfied until we see a significant and steady decline in emissions. To make sure we stay on track to build a cleaner and stronger future, we're putting in place a new near-term emission target that is both ambitious and achievable. This is another key step on the path to reaching our climate targets for 2030 and beyond. The new emission target requires greenhouse gases in BC to be 16% below 2007 levels by 2025, and also provides a benchmark on the road to BC's legislated emissions targets for 2030, 2040 and 2050 of 40%, 60% and 80% below 2007 levels, respectively. The province will also set sectoral targets, which are yet to be established but should be finalised before March 31, 2021, and will develop legislation to help BC reach net zero by 2050. The New York Times recently visited a test site with the world's largest wind turbine in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Operated by GE, the turbine is 259 metres or 853 feet tall, 220 metres in diameter and comes in three variants with outputs ranging from 13 megawatts of power, enough to light up a town of roughly 12,000 homes just from one turbine. According to the Times, the Halliade X generates almost 30 times more electricity than the first offshore machines installed off the coast of Denmark in 1991. Although this prototype is currently located on land at Rotterdam Harbour, it will ultimately be a deep-sea turbine. GE has figured that the turbine size will be crucial in future auctions for wind power generation sites. According to the company, larger turbines mean more electricity, fewer overall turbines, more profits and reduced operating and maintenance costs, and that these factors will be crucial to its customers to be able to provide the maximum power output at the lowest price. Danish company Orsted has already placed a preliminary order for 90 units with GE of the Halliad X to be a part of the Ocean Wind project off the coast of Atlantic City, New Jersey. And that's it for episode 31 of EV Brief, the first show for 2021. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform if you enjoyed the show. It really helps with getting the show out to new listeners. Check out evbrief.com for all our latest EV news content. My name's Jonathan and this is EV Brief. Thanks for listening.